Hi, I'm Jamie Catania of Shovel the Sidewalk. We're a marketing firm in Buffalo, New York, building brands and creating advertising for small businesses. And we utilize the power of authentic storytelling. That's why we came out with Sidewalk Talk. It's a way for business owners, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs to share stories of inspiration, motivation, and education. And on this episode, I have the founder of Soundrise Speaker Stands, Alex Nisanian. Alex, how's everything hey. going? Did I get the last name correct? You got it, Nisanian. <laughs> yeah, it's an Armenian last name. You got it right. <laughs> awesome, Thank you, James. Man. Thanks for having me on your podcast, man. I'm excited. I always love talking about business. Absolutely. Appreciate you taking the time. You got an amazing story. You wear many hats. I'd like to first ask you, because you, you got a background in motion graphics, graphics yeah. design, web design, user experience, you name it. Um, yeah. First off, how did you, you get go that route? I mean, I know you're an artist at heart, but I mean, what made you go that route in life? I know you went to school for that, right? Yeah, right after high school, I went to the Academy of Art College in San Francisco and took um, uh, 3D animation. I thought I was gonna be a character animator, but the whole rigging and, and, and uh, technical part of that wasn't creative enough for me, so I went more into the motion graphics. So instead of learning Maya 3D, I started learning After Effects and Photoshop Illustrator. Um, and I love that, like moving shape, moving color to according to sound. So basically, um, started working for um, some companies doing like uh, background graphics. And um, I designed a couple of bus shelter ads in the very beginning. So it was just all like graphic design based stuff after that. And, That's and amazing. Animation. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean... Just from learning your background, you did you, you design like footage for like some of the names that come to mind: Fast and Furious Seven, Scandal, Ray Donovan, The Office, Newsroom. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. So obviously, yeah. you're doing something right. You know, every time like they go enhance and they zoom in on something on the screen or or some uh, data in the backgrounds animating or going through charts. Like I was part of the team that made that happen, um, using After Effects mostly and, and Illustrator. Um, so it, it was script specific background animation just to look like there's something technical going on in the movie or show, which was pretty cool. Cause every, everyone was different. You know, every episode was different for sure. And, and yeah. these are the things that happen in the background, like that the average person doesn't realize, like just because yeah, something like bloops up on the screen, pops up, you know, wipes. I mean, it's not like that takes like a couple of seconds, like design it from scratch. I mean, I don't have a time frame, but I imagine exactly. it's not couple minutes like it, even though it's a couple of seconds on screen it's like uh we have two days to make it but it takes like hours to get the first you know look over the timing is it script specific can actors do their lines as these animations are going um sometimes it was on mobile and a tap of the finger triggered the next animation the next animation you know sometimes we make it look like he's texting his friend and each thumb push advanced to the next letter so it wasn't a real text app, but it had to look like a real text app. So, you know, there was always like that kind of fun challenge. But it was weird because you can't put this stuff on demo reels. It doesn't look that great. It's just background stuff. Sure. You know, so it was, it was like a perfect mix of technical and art, in my opinion. No, oh, I love it. I love it. We, we, we share that same passion for art and, and music, too, uh, which, yeah. which leads me to ask you, you know, how did you come up with the concept of creating a stand specifically for speakers that whether it's like the audiophile or like mix engineer producer i mean you saw a problem um where the the level of the speaker is not like accurate for the mixing ear i mean 
how did this idea right. come about and like how did you get this to actually be created like physically the the speaker stands came about in the same way uh, as your background i used to have buddies come over and we'd make beats we'd make music i was into the recording process i wanted to learn how to capture good sound so i naturally had speakers on my desk and they were taking up space as speakers do right and then later i found out when tweeters are aligned with your ears the sound improves you get better like stereo image so all that together is um you know after my speakers being on a stack of books, I decided to talk to my dad, who's into sheet metal fabrication, and uh, get a prototype made. Like, let's bend a piece of metal in three places and see if we can make something. This isn't the first version. The first version was made out of steel, and it was like twice as heavy as this. It didn't have this hole in the back and, and stuff like that. Um, and then from there, it evolved into this aluminum version. But now you have space underneath to stack your audio gear, interfaces, MIDI, whatever. And I see your MIDI gear back there. Oh, yeah. You still I had have to, some of your controllers. I had, to, uh, I had to get the Ableton push, you know, for anybody out there yeah. that, uh, you know, is interested in making beats. Uh, I'm not paid by Ableton, by the way. I'm I just started using Ableton this year. Um, I've been going through all of them. Like you, you did Fruity Loops. I did Fruity yeah. Loops. Logic. Um, odd. Oh, I forgot some of the names, but yeah, now Ableton's the one. Um, uh, we we could talk hours about Ableton. I I, I will leave you at this. Um, yeah. If it wasn't for my friend Jake, I would still probably be using Fruity Loops. But the fact that you can yeah. record vocals and mix full songs. Uh, really drew me to that. Ableton, you know? right? The fact that for it does Ableton, all that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For Ableton, just the way that it's laid out, you, you're able to use it as like a live performing tool as well with launching clips. And um, I love it. You know, I could, I could talk forever. You, you know, that. what was a game changer is the Universal Audio. Those guys at Universal Audio, they make like their interfaces, which has um, um, limiters and, and compressors that are classic built in that cost four or $5,000, but, but are plugins. Yes. And I'm not using it now because this is the webcam mic, but if I yeah. was, you'd be like, whoa, that's like studio <laughs> quality sound, you know? And uh, that's like $900 now for the home audio guy. You Jeez. know, it's so cheap to get into this and, and, and sound great right off the bat. But anyway, yeah, my speakers were on the table and I realized that's a bad move when your speakers are directly on your desk. It creates a hum, which means that the low frequencies, like the resonate, your desk resonates the and adds that extra frequency, which is not good when you're mixing. So when you put your speakers on a stack of books or, or stands, that low frequency is gone. It's, it's on, a, on a resilient top plate and, um, and the tweeters align with your ears. Both of those things just noticeably improve your sound. So it was a no brainer for us to make these stands. And of course we started on eBay, sold a few there, like it was 20 pairs on eBay or so. And then I started like a really crude store, which then became a better Shopify store, which then had a better theme on the Shopify store, you know, like a premium $300 theme eventually now that we're using, you know, all these things just made it more efficient and, and, and honed in, you know, we were selling like 20 pairs a year, then 200 pairs a year. Now I'm a little under 2000 pairs a year. So, you're seeing the transition between now and 20,000 pairs a year. You know, I, I see that down the road where, where we're hiring warehouses and distributors to do our thing. But right now I'm the guy doing it all. So I'm loving it. I, I see the road. Alex, 
handles everything uh, from the designing of it to the marketing to the selling. I mean, is one-stop shop. I give you a lot of credit for that, man. Thank you. Definitely sir. not easy. Um, I, I definitely want to get into like just your journey of like being an entrepreneur so far. Like, what have you learned, and you know, what what do you hope to accomplish before the end of the year? Uh, to meet people, you know, I realize I don't know anyone yet, and once you know the right people, they steer you towards the right direction because they've done the deals with the warehouses they've made the uh, uh margin cuts with the distributors they have brick and mortars that are selling their products i don't have any of those yet i'm just selling on shopify i'm just selling on amazon so my goal in 2021 and and so forth is to have these deals made with distributors in the states in europe in japan everywhere and have brick and mortars sweetwater.com guitar center musicians friend b and h photo video all of them to carry our stands um so yeah the transition's already been made from working freelance for other people to selling on ebay to selling on amazon to now working full-time for myself to now finding distributors is the next step it's awesome man and everything comes down to a, a, having a strategy you know you just don't so. you know yeah you just don't wake up one day and like you know you have a business and you just like hope it does well like you put effort in towards things you plan. It's, it's relationships. You just don't know what you need to do at first until someone tells you, Hey, do you have a distributor? No. Oh, why the hell not? You know, um, are you thinking about making, going to manufacture in China? Because you might have to, to increase your profit margins because distributors are going to want a little cut off the top. Um, and, and, and you can't do that if you're continue to make, so all these things, no one tells you once you meet the right people, they start asking the right questions. And then you think, Oh, well, yeah, I don't know shit. <laughs> I need to like start figuring things out on, on a you know bigger scale. For sure, you don't know what you don't know, right? Takes yeah, another exactly. person to help you out. Like when I'm packing and, and shipping boxes one by one to a customer in Florida or a customer in California, I realize companies that have distributors they don't mess around like this anymore. They don't sit and pack one boxes. They make pallets to that shop. They make a pallet to that store or pallet to that distributor, and that's where I need to be. You'll get there though, man. Yeah, you definitely, you got, you. you got that, uh, you got, you, you have a problem that you solve that I don't think enough producers and mix engineers realize that they have. This is not a product that's just aesthetically pleasing. It solves an issue. And yes. that's that those unwanted frequencies. I mean, it can frequency unwanted frequencies can destroy your whole mix you just yes. spend hours and hours and hours and hours mixing it together you're using thousands of dollars worth of plugins and it's a matter of your speaker is literally not level with your ear and it's vibrating on the desk i mean placement is everything not only vibrating on the desk not only leveling with the ear but distance from the wall you know they say never put your speakers close up to the wall because that also creates a resonance the wall vibrating is a or certain like that so all those things are important and once i realized that yeah it, it made a huge difference little subtle differences stacked make the big difference in music production as you know exactly it's exactly one thing i know you got other things in the works too alex what yes. what are some of the things that uh yeah let's let's hear about it i know people are gonna love this Okay, so I bought this thing from a guy named 3D Waves on, on Instagram. He was selling basically pedal stands for your desk. And if you, if I'm going to bring this up close. You could tell it's actually 3D printed. You could see the lines going through the material. I don't know if it's clear there. But, um, yeah, he makes these at home, snaps a couple of, like, 
uh, rubber things on them and sells them as um, stands for, for pedals, you know, like something like this, for example. So for those you know. that can't see it, that are streaming the audio, what Alex is showing oh, is the yeah. ability <laughs> to, to have your controller, like if you're in music production, your controller lays flat on your table. This actually raises it by, did you say it was like 90 degrees? Um, no, I would say this is like a 45 degree, 40. yeah, for your desk pedals. It basically, it angles them so that your pedals are facing you, able to control the knobs, reach for them. And in the past, pedals were on the floor. Guitarists, right? Your phaser, your, your, your uh, chorus, all that stuff was on the floor. Now people have synthesizers and keyboards, and they outboard that into pedals to, to give them reverb and stuff on their synths. And that's all happening on the desk. So I feel like this is needed. And, and this was basically one of the only things out there for pedal stands. So I made this prototype out of foam. Um, and I found a foam manufacturer local here in California who was able to create a prototype with their machines. I have a photo of that if I can show that to your audience. Yeah, that would be great. Let me share my screen real quick. And it is on. And let me know if you get that notification. Awesome. Uh, so this right here is called a Soundrise pedal stand, and it will raise your audio interfaces, keyboards, synthesizers to eye level and give you access. And there's a hole in the bottom for cable management to run through, and there's also a hole in the back for cable management. So basically, this is just a, um, a missing piece, I feel like, in the industry because a lot of stuff is going desktop. Sure, sure. I mean one person can be their own orchestra at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that, you know, I got 400 of these made. I think that that's enough to see if there's a need for it in the, in the market. If, if enough people find that this is a necessary thing, I will have to find a mold maker who will, you know, probably charge a lot for an initial mold, but then each piece will be super cheap to just pop, 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 pop. Like sure. Output. But right now, each of these is going to cost me about 12 bucks. Which is like, yikes, because how much can you charge for a piece of foam, James, right? Right, right. Um, like $24 at most for a piece of foam. So that's what I'm hoping is just to make a little bit of a profit, but to gain knowledge that the uh, market needs this. And it's sold fast enough to now go to the mold maker and, and invest that risk. Oh, I love that's it. That's the next step, man. That's, that's awesome. Cool stand. Uh, I know you got one more thing I think we should share with the audience. Oh, yeah. So LinkedIn is amazing. If your audience is into B2B, can you hear me, James? Yes. If your audience is into B2B, starting a small business, up and coming entrepreneurs, which I know you speak to, which I know this is, this, this is what this show is about. If, if they're, they're not taking advantage of LinkedIn to find their mentors, they're sleeping because I've been doing this now for a month, just putting out content on LinkedIn. James Catania invites me to his podcast. The, the founder, Founder of Auralex, it responds to my question about branding. The, the founder of Cali Audio wants to have a partnership with me because he thinks that he'll sell more speakers if they include free sound rise with them. Like all this happened within a month and a half of just putting out content. I can't believe it. Like, um, so what happened was um, I contacted the, uh, the founder of Auralex. And as you know, any recording studio out there, professional or home studio, has some piece of foam acoustic treatment made by Auralex. 
Everyone has it. So these guys have been around for 40 years in the industry. And I asked him, what's the importance of putting a brand in the front of, uh, of your product? You know, how important is it to brand it? And he told me that it, it was a huge part of their you know, success to always have that oral X thing in the front. Uh, and just to not make it obtrusive, to be subtle with it, you know, to be tasteful with it. And he gave me, Eric Smith gave me the advice, um, perhaps develop a Soundrise logo type badge and put it on the face of the front lip with or without the center cut. Having the S cut from the base of the stand is cool, but doesn't convey the brand to those without familiarity. Because at first we had our S at the bottom plate like this. Mm. Um, our S was cut out with a laser cut on the bottom plate of our stand. I removed it because people want to put rubber pads on the four corners. So that gave me a problem. Now we have no branding. And that's why I reached out to Eric Smith for that great advice. And what came of it was like, he said, hey, contact my CEO, Dave Perdigo, and see if we can, the word he used was um, exploit something with Soundrise and Auralex. And I thought that's a great idea because a lot of our users were already putting a foam pad on their top plate. So I thought, what if we make a prefabricated Auralex foam piece that people can put on top of their Soundrise stands and it would be mutually beneficial for both of us because we'd make it available on both of our stores and people would, you know, cross pollinate the brand that way. So I'm going to send this off to the CEO of Auralex like this week and try to see if he can come up with some pricing and go from like that's exciting to me man that the fact yes. that it's a video game to me yes this is where life becomes a game you know like that i can't wait to see what comes of that maybe nothing but the fact that you know we're we're doing it gives us the, that next day's hope to wake up to something like i feel like that's the best that's the entrepreneurial spirit is that oh it's working oh maybe this one and money's not really part of it but it's just excitement that you're creating relevance and money will come in the tail end, you know? Sure. I mean, everything's a conversation away. And, yeah, uh, the, yeah. the, you, you, you knew that you needed to put things out there to create awareness. So like, for example, right. on LinkedIn, I'm seeing pictures of beautiful studios with your stand. So like, you know, I catch my eye. Cause I, I like, I like gear. I like, um, different controllers and instruments and things like that. And, how people make minimalistic studios. So like I'm seeing these photos and lo and behold, there's, there's this stand that's like making them don't want to you know what I mean when I say they stand out, but yeah. speakers literally stand out. And um, you, you create these conversations by putting yourself out there and it's working. <laughs> it's all Gary V's advice, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, yep. his, his advice is put out content at scale on all of these undervalued platforms like, like LinkedIn and Twitter. And, and, and at first I thought he was full of, full of crap because he's just a fast talking like guy who's already made it and he's just trying to make more money by giving advice. But everything he was saying was making sense as far as LinkedIn. He's like, LinkedIn is like Facebook 2012 where nobody really takes it seriously. They still think it's for the kids or for the college students, but anything you post gets viral. TikTok is that right now. LinkedIn is that right now. No one took LinkedIn's content seriously. But now it's like people like you are reaching out and, and someone's going to watch this podcast and someone else is going to link that podcast and it's going to open another door for the both, both of us. You know, th that's what it's about. And, and the more we do this, the more we need each other and meet new people and actually 
bump heads and share ideas, I think the more it's going to happen for all of us. Absolutely. And that's where growth happens too. You know, you grow, you, you, you continuously learn and grow and realize this worked, this didn't work. There was a need for this. There's not a need. And yeah, man, I'm still blown away that you were able to get like advice from a really well-known company that from Eric Smith, the founder of oral legs. Like, I, it was just a shot in the dark. Let me just ask him <laughs> some, for some advice. He responds within a few hours. You realize that if I go to Oralex right now and I go to the front desk and say, hey, I have a question for Eric Smith. Or I want to sit and talk to him. Um, he's busy. Do you have an appointment? No one would give a crap about me wanting to talk to any CEO at any company. But on LinkedIn, they respond to an honest question asking for advice, not selling him anything or anything like that. Just sure. And, and, and people need to take advantage of that. I think your audience listening right now should should take advantage of that this is this is a good segue because we're 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 about to wrap up here uh for that person that is in college right now that still doesn't know that what they want to do yet or that person that's you know stuck in a career that's not fulfilling um from what you've learned so far so that person doesn't make the same mistake what is like the biggest piece of advice that you can give to that person right now putting out content at scale and not worrying that it's finalized, not, not, not putting like a finished piece or, Hey, buy this, here's my presentation, but the making of document your process of doing things so that you, you get other people to get involved because once other people are involved, you realize you don't know shit. And, And I don't know anything. All I know is how to set up a Shopify store, how to do a couple of Amazon listings and fulfill orders that, you know, once you, I met people, I realized, wow, distribution, um, profit margins, um, you know, overseas production and la la la. So I would say, get to meet people ASAP by putting out content that scale the way Gary V recommends. I love it. I yeah. Love it. It's as, it's as simple as that. Don't be afraid yeah. to put yourself out there and at the end of the day, be authentic. Don't be what you're not. So I agree. And, and especially in this COVID culture, we're all trapped up. Let's meet people. Exactly. Yeah. This is, this is the time now. Yeah. Alex, I, I, yeah. I want to thank you again for being on the show. I mean, we could talk for hours about music. Definitely yeah. looking forward to speaking with you again. Um, Let's do that. What is the best way for somebody to reach out to you if they either have uh, questions, advice, or even just want to purchase a stand from you from, from Soundrise? Um, what's the best way for somebody to get a hold of you? Soundrisepro.com has my phone number on the top and the contact goes straight to my email. So if you want to ask anything, it's on there. There's also a little pop-up chat. As soon as you hit that and send me a question, I get a pop-up on my phone about any Soundrise questions on our website. So yeah, Alex at withsound.com. That's my portfolio with sound when I was a motion graphics artist. Um, So, uh, or soundrisepro.com. I'd love to build my network contact absolutely absolutely yep same thing with linkedin right just yes, tell them to add you on linkedin and uh, he's a wealth of knowledge everybody so thank you uh, so much absolutely Alex, i don't know shit I, I realize right now i don't know anything man but i will share whatever <laughs> i do know for sure for sure thanks again yeah. man you got it thank you james to those watching to those listening whether you're streaming on youtube spotify apple Podcasts, we appreciate you participating and following the the journey of Sidewalk Talk. I'm Jamie Catania, and this has been Sidewalk Talk.